fellas, 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 fellas. How are we doing? How's it going? What is going on? I am Austin Abbott. Welcome back to Fade Consensus Podcast. I am very sick. I feel like Garbo once again, man. I've been sick for like a, probably over a week now. Jeez, man. Dude, I, I probably could have recorded yesterday. I should have, but I felt like straight garbage. And after work, I just wanted to lay in bed, take a hot shower, and do nothing. And that's exactly what I did, right? Uh, today, we are talking about second-year wide receivers, okay? We're going to talk about what people currently think of them. We're going to talk about what the future holds. We're going to talk about their rookie campaign. We're going to talk about every single thing imaginable about these wide receivers. Uh, I got about... 10 to 15 wide receivers that I'm going to touch on. Some of them I'm going to touch on more, right? Because I want to talk about what the people want to hear. Shout out to America. America's awesome. No, but for real, I want to talk about what the people actually want to hear about, right? I don't want to talk about some BS. I don't want to talk about uh, Van Jefferson or Devin Duvernay or KJ Hamler. Get that, get, get that out of my face. All right. We're going to talk about the big dogs. We're going to talk about the big dogs, the top wide receivers. Uh, all right, we're going to kick it off. We are going to start with C.D. Lamb, all right? Yeah, I know, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Cowboys. He's pretty good. Um, but just before we start, I want to come out with, uh, and I don't even think it's a hot take, man, but listen up. Two to three years from today, two to three years from today, I think we're going to say C.D. Lamb is more valuable than Justin Jefferson in Dynasty. Dude, that's not a hot take, like, Look, this kid is outrageous. C.D. Lamb had 433 yards. He That includes two 100-plus yard games in his first five NFL games with Dak Prescott, right? So just think about that, all right? Week 7, uh, what, what, what was it? Um, he had no catches in Week 7. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. And no 100-yard games down the stretch, okay? And... These struggles clearly came after Dak Prescott got hurt, right? Dak Prescott was done for the year with his ankle injury, and Lamb was forced to work with one, two, three, four different signal callers, all right? And Dick Cheese McGee throwing the football to him. Who, uh, Dan Schultz. I don't even remember his name because that's how bad he was, right? Uh, Sidney Lamb is 6'2", 189 pounds. Oklahoma going into year two. What did he finish as? It was wide receiver 22 on the year. Um... This is a player that, look, he's one or two in the class, right? It's either him or Jefferson. And, like, I low-key think it's going to be CeeDee Lamb as the one two to three years from now, man. Um, Something you got to think about, right? Dak Prescott is better than Kirk Cousins moving forward. He's a hell of a lot younger. He's the future and the face of the Cowboys franchise, whereas Kirk Cousins may be out of town in a year. We don't even know what the future holds. Kirk doesn't even know what the future holds, right? And... Something nice about CeeDee Lamb is he has a very good wide receiver, Amari Cooper, right in front of him to take away, you know, take that double coverage off of Lamb, whereas uh, Adam Thielen's not going to do that, right? There's just no good wide receiver in town aside from Adam, Adam Thielen. And, like, let's be honest, man. Adam Thielen doesn't have a whole lot of gas left in him, right? He's going to have a big, big, big down year, I'm telling you, man. Uh, n- like, no, n- nothing against Adam Thielen. He's just... Dude, he was so efficient. He had like 14 touchdowns off of 109 targets. Like, yeah, good luck with that, dude. That's not going to happen again. Um, But 
CeeDee Lamb, dude, he might be the wide receiver one in this class quicker than, you know, quicker than we we realize, dude. Uh, I love Justin Jefferson just as much as the next guy. The kid's incredible. But we're, yo, I, I forgot to say it. Um, I want to talk about the good and the bad about each, each player, right, each wide receiver. Uh, let's talk about the bad about CeeDee Lamb. The only thing I can literally come up with is he has a good wide receiver in front of him, which isn't even all that bad, right? It takes away the double coverage in a lot of situations, a lot of different types of uh, types of plays. Um, so that's one thing that isn't very, isn't like a hundred percent appealing, right? Having a, a good wide receiver in front of you. Um, but with that being said, dude, that's probably the only negative thing I can think about CD Lamb. Like I, I'm sitting here right now at my desk trying to figure out something I don't like about C.D. Lamb. Uh, I, dude, I don't know. I, I wish he was like number 17 or 18 instead of 88, right? But he kind of pulls it off. But um, the good about C.D. Lamb, dude, we just talked about all of it. Like, he, there's he checks every single box analytically. He's got good size. I wouldn't mind if he put on a few more pounds, right, because he's 190 pounds, which is which is fine, dude. Like, you can get by. that. That's fine. Um I mean, he's a wide receiver, you know, we're not talking running back where you want to be 200 plus pounds, but yeah, dude, CeeDee Lamb, two to three, two to three years from now, watch out, dude, he might be better than Justin Jefferson in Dynasty, just saying, just my opinion. Oh, and uh, last thing, people literally forget that CeeDee Lamb was on pace for like 1,330 receiving yards while Dak was healthy, all right, that's as a rookie, Justin Jefferson put up 1,400, so don't tell me like, he can't do it, dude was literally right there, don't forget that. All right, we're going to move on. Second wide receiver we are talking about is Brandon Ayuk. All right, there's a lot to digest about this kid. Um, There's a lot. All right, Brandon Ayuk, his age 22 season is the 14th best season since the year 1994 in terms of most fantasy points, right? Brandon Ayuk this year scored 184.5 fantasy points. Um, that's PPR format. We only talk about PPR. If you don't play PPR, you're a weirdo, right? We talk about that on the pod all the time. You only play PPR. All right. Uh, dude, this is a kid that has already surpassed Debo Samuel. Not by like a little bit, like a lot. Like Debo's gone. He's in the dust, dude. Nothing against Debo. He's just not the receiver that Brendan Ayuk is. If San Francisco was content, they would not have drafted a wide receiver, right? They would have stuck with Debo, but... Not only did they draft a receiver, they took Ayuk in the first round. They reached, right? Ayuk probably wasn't supposed to be a first-round pick. He's probably like a mid, mid, you know, maybe a high to mid-second. But San Fran wasn't content. They were not comfortable with Debo. So they took this kid. And what does this kid do as a rookie? He just balls out. He destroyed Debo. Healthier, better player, more targets. Uh, I mean, you name it, dude. Like, like Brandon Ayuk is exactly what the San Francisco 49ers had hoped that that he would be, right? He is the dominant, the alpha wide receiver there. Like, of course, you got George Kittle, who's probably going to get the most targets on the team next year. But look, Brent Ayuk finished as uh, wide receiver 35 on the year as a rookie. He had almost 100 targets, 60 receptions, 750 yards, and five touchdowns. Like, those are all good numbers, right? Um, let's talk about the bad about Brent Ayuk. Um... I don't know if their quarterback situation is is a good thing, right? So that that'd be a good place to start, right? You got Jimmy G, who's bah, he's whatever, uh, he's nothing special, and then you have 
the new kid, Trey Lance, that they just traded up. They gave stupid draft cap to get him. Three first-round picks to get Trey Lance third overall. Uh, I like Trey Lance for fantasy purposes. I don't know how good his arm will be um, to... You know, to, like, keep multiple wide receiving options relevant, right? It's like, yeah, he'll probably feed Kittle, dump off a ton of, uh, you know, short passes to Kittle, but I don't don't know if he'll be able to support, like, more than two wide receivers. It could be Kittle and Ayuk, but I cannot imagine a world where, you know, Debo's even, I'm going to use the R word, relevant. I don't think Debo is relevant. Um, It's because he gets pushed behind these two options, you know, in the passing game, and and we're talking about a rookie quarterback, right? If this kid's starting, there's no way he's going to be able to uh, support three options, right? So, with that said, Brendan Ayuk is probably going to take, and I expect him to take a, like a, a smaller step forward next year. I'm looking at the stat line of like uh, 75 receptions for probably damn close to a thousand yards, and uh, he he could score eight touchdowns. He absolutely can, right? Because it's going to be him or Kittle that's getting all those touchdowns, man. Uh, their run game is ugly. Like, like their run game is gross. I don't think Moser is... I don't. I think Moser is going to sh- surprise a lot of people this year. And uh, he's going to be a bum. Like, I don't think much of Moser at all moving forward. And and I like the new kid that they just drafted out of Ohio State. But I don't... I, I think they're going to rely, like, a lot more on their passing game than, like, than you think, right? I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. Um... But let's get back over to Brandon Ayuk, right? He's 6'1", 23 years old, 206 pounds, Arizona State University. Look, to start the year, he was, like, really slow, right? He did nothing week one. Week two, he had two catches. You know, that was the first game where he had a reception. And then week three against the Giants, he popped off. He had five catches, 70 yards, and uh, a touchdown, right? He had a very, very good game. It was the third game overall, right? And then... You know, he had a few dud weeks, a few, you know, a few, but he's only getting like five and I shouldn't say only five and six and eight targets. You know, considering it's, you know, your first seven games, you know, these are some good numbers. And this is where things get interesting. It was really like week seven on is when he just caught fire, man. Week seven against New England, he had 115 yards, seven targets. The following week, he had 10 targets, 91 yards in the touchdown. The following week, he had 14 targets, 75 yards, a touchdown. Nine targets, uh, 95 yards, a touchdown. 16 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. Uh, 13 targets, nine catches, a touchdown. Like this kid was, this kid was on fire from week seven to 15, right? Which is like half the year. Um, obviously, very very slow start, and then at the end. A very slow final two weeks, right? He was hurt. He was hurt again. That that was why. Um, but my point is, like, dude, this kid was a stud for half of the season. And, and you know, it's in his rookie year, right? But, like, as far as good and bad goes about this kid, I can't really... Th- I don't have a whole lot of bad about him, right? He, he just kind of balled out as a rookie. Uh, the quarterback situation, like I just said, that, that might be the worst... Uh, that That's probably the worst thing I can think of for Brendan Ayuk, right? I like... I like that they don't have good wide receivers in San Fran, right? Debo's not an issue. He's, he's, I guess you can say he's a factor, but he, he's going to get smoked by Ayuk again this year. Um, and then you got Kittle, right? Kittle's going to get a ton of catches. He's going to get a ton of targets. He's going to get a ton of uh, touchdowns. But that's it, man. Like, like Ayuk's got his role carved out. 
He was drafted for this, um, and like this is the good about Ayuk is is like he was exactly drafted to do what he's done, and San Fran already loves him, man. They got their number one wide receiver. This kid could like, uh, what, what do we think? Wide receiver twenty four next year is that too high, man? I don't know. I think Brandon Ayuk's like right around there. Like he's a he's a late wide receiver too. He's not someone I draft, but I'll tell you what I I like him more and more and more. Uh, I love his size, dude. He's good. Good player. All right, we're moving on. Brennan Ayuk, good player. All right, wide receiver three, T. Higgins. I got a lot to say about T. Higgins. I want to start off with the bad, save the best for last, right? We're going to talk about the good right after, but T. Higgins, the bad, Jamar Chase. All right, that's it. That is probably the only bad thing I can think of, and that's a really big issue, right? That's not just like a small issue. That That's a big one. Right. It what listen, what Jamar Chase does to T. Higgins is he absolutely limits his ceiling. T. Higgins floor is about as safe as you can get in the in the NFL. If you're drafting T. Higgins, you know that you're gonna have that nice blanket of seven to ten points minimum per game, right? He's not gonna hit you with any duds where he just doesn't have a catch or anything. Like T. Higgins is established. He was incredible in college, and here he is in the pros. He played ten games with Joe Burrow as a rookie and Joe Burrow literally just came out today and said that T. Higgins is going to have a big year, right? A breakout year. Look, Burrow, as much as I want to believe it, and I, and I do believe it, but but like I said, Jamar Chase completely just destroyed his uh, his ceiling, right? Like for, for a lot of his games, okay? He's still going to be good. But j- just keep in mind, like Jamar Chase isn't just like any wide receiver coming out. It's not like they just drafted uh, Michael Pittman or like, you know, some slapdick wideout, right? We're talking about Jamar Chase, the number one receiving option in this class. Uh, let's talk about the good about T. Higgins. This kid is 22 years old, six foot four. I, I've always said that, like, I, I don't mind when receivers, you know, I don't mind if they're like 190 pounds, but I love, I love big receivers, right? Six four, two ten. Okay, huge check. He was receiver 28 last year as a rookie 108 targets right that was more than a you had you had 96 targets 67 receptions and 908 yards and remember this is 10 games with burrow he had slap dick mcgee throwing to him the final six games of the year right so if he had 16 games with burrow you can get you can absolutely say that he was gonna have over a thousand yards as a rookie he still scored six touchdowns which is a good number right i don't think ty hilton's ever scored more than six touchdowns and like ty hilton's actually had a great nfl career Whew. All right, uh, T. Higgins, T. Higgins. This is, uh, we're talking about the good, right? T. Higgins is a guy that no matter what happens, he's he's going to be, um, I think he's like a late wide receiver too. I have him in the same area as where Ayuk finishes. I just, I dude, I hate that Jamar Chase was drafted by them. I, it's going to be so much fun watching Burrow and, and Chase together, but dude, it just ruined his uh, his, his upside, right? His upside was, oh, dude, he could have been, like, receiver 15 this year, and I would not have been surprised. But, look, let's talk about the three receivers in Cincy. I think that, I just think the young guns are going to take over, man. I think Boyd gets bounced. I think he is the low, the low man on the totem pole, right? I think it goes, number one, I think it goes T. Higgins. I have Jamar Chase, like, right next to him, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Chase even beat him out this year. But 
I have T. Higgins slightly above him. Um, I, I, I just, I'm so high on Jamar Chase. And then three, who's not even like horribly far off is Tyler Boyd, right? Like Tyler Boyd, what he's going to be this year is annoying. He's going to be what Marvin Jones is to LaVisca Chenault and DJ Shark, which is annoying. He's going to get a lot of targets still. He's still going to get a lot of receptions. He's going to get a handful of touchdowns, and he's going to piss off fantasy GMs. That's exactly what he's going to do, right? But I still want to talk more about T. Higgins, right? So in his – where did he get hot? Where did he get hot? It was like the middle of the year when he, when he was really hot, right? So well, it was more of like week three to – like week 12 right so like mostly the middle of the year and look the reason he it's not even like he just got hot it was because his snap percentage had went up right first game he played 21 percent snap percentage like that's nothing second game it was 65 okay that's an all right number and then third game was 81 uh fifth game was 81 sixth game 81 84 79 84 91 90, 87, 90, 100. Like, this is all his snap percentage, right? So this is how frequently he's on the field for each snap. And this is why he's putting up better numbers, because he was on the field. He saw more targets. Uh, just, just like, hear me out. These are his fantasy points from week three on. It was 21 points, 13 points, 10 points, 2, 19.7, 18.8, 14.4, 23.5, 5.6, 15.4, 15 a lot of really, really good games for a rookie. His targets, 6, 9, 7, 8, 8, 5, 9, 9, 10, 5, 8, 8. Like, those are some good numbers for a rookie, man. I, I told you, he finished with um, 108 targets, which is a really, really good number. Okay? Very good. And his, uh, he's just, dude, like, T. Higgins is somebody that you want to get in Dynasty and just... Whether you're plugging him in as one of your final roster spot starters or throwing him on your bench, dude, like just stash him and just enjoy it because it's gonna be fun to watch him with Joe Burrow for the next decade. All right, and like you're lying to yourself if you disagree. Okay, fourth wide receiver off the board that we're talking about is Justin Jefferson, dude. I'm not gonna spend much time at all on this kid. He's uh, let's talk about the bad though. Uh. Kirk Cousins isn't, like, phenomenal. But, like, low-key Kirk Cousins was actually nasty last year, dude. He had, like, 35 touchdowns, broke 4,000 passing yards. Um, It's kind of like, look, if we're going to be negative about Justin Jefferson, the only thing I got to say is that the quarterback situation moving forward is kind of uncertain. Like, we don't know what Kirk's future holds, right? I know Kellen Mond was just drafted. But, like, that's it. That's literally the only bad thing I can think of, okay? All right, let's talk about the good about Justin Jefferson. We have a rookie wide receiver who literally just caught 88 passes, barely played his first two two games, and then managed to have 1,400 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. Like, the problem with Justin Jefferson is, dude, he set the bar so high for not only himself, but for other rookie receivers moving forward. Like, people look at Jamar Chase and they're like, oh, dude, he's going to be so awesome this year. He's going to break out. Like, he's going to be crazy. It's like... Pump the brakes, look, Jamar Chase, phenomenal talent, but very, 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 very unlikely that he's going to have 1,400 yards, right? Um, I, I Like, look, dude, I actually expect him to regress a tad, Justin Jefferson. Uh, by a tad, I mean, like, he's still going to have maybe 1,300 receiving yards, and, and I expect him to catch more than 88 balls, dude. He could catch, like, 90 to 100. I would not be surprised. I expect his touchdowns to go up. He had seven last year, right? 
Um, Adam Thielen had 14 touchdowns, I mentioned earlier, off of 109 targets, okay? That is the furthest thing from sustainable. That will not happen again. Justin Jefferson is going to get so many more. Also, Dalvin Cook had so many touchdowns last year, dude. That's not going to happen. It's likely not going to happen again. Like, Dalvin will still get, like, 10 to 12, maybe 14, but I think Dalvin had, like, damn close to, uh, what do you have, like, 18 total touchdowns, 17 total touchdowns last year? Like, that number will get knocked down a few, right? A few will go Justin Jefferson's way. Um, I mean, dude, this kid was a stud at LSU. He's, I think he's still 21 years old. What's today, June 16th? Uh, wait. Oh, my God, tomorrow Justin Jefferson turns 22. Cool, dude, I'm still 24 years old living at home with my parents. Sick. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spend any more time on Justin Jefferson because this kid is going to be a top five dynasty wide receiver probably for the near future. Um, he's already there, but yep, Justin Jefferson, beast. Him and CeeDee Lamb are the number one and number two options in their class. Not even close. All right, we are moving on, fellas. We are moving on. Who are we talking about next? Let's talk about, uh, what about, oh, Jerry Judy. Yeah. I like Jerry Judy. Look, Jerry Judy is tier two in his class, his receiving class. All right. You got like Lamb and you got Justin Jefferson as tier one in this class. Tier two and and like really, really close is Judy and T. Higgins and Ayuk, right? I'm talking about the five best receivers in this class to start. Um, but look, 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 look. Jerry Judy had Drew Locke, Mark Ripien, uh, Ripien, however you pronounce his name, Dude, he had nobody throwing to him. And what did he do? Uh, age 22, height 6'1", weight 192, Alabama. Dude comes out as a true rookie and 52 catches. All right, that number is fine. Like 50-plus 50, 50 catches as a rookie. I'll take it. 856 yards with no one throwing to him. Dude would have crushed 1,000 yards if he had a quarterback. And then three touchdowns, right? I don't care about touchdowns. I do not care about touchdowns at all. Touchdowns is a number that's so misleading. And look, let's if you want to say something positive about Jerry Judy is he's very, very, very likely going to score more touchdowns next year. Um, this kid's 22 years old, right? Denver Broncos needed a wide receiver to go along with Cortland Sutton. And look, sorry, KJ Hamler. Um, you know, this kid was drafted in front of you for a reason because he's better. And... This kid was outrageous at Alabama, and here we go. His uh, rookie year in the NFL with with no one throwing to him. I cannot stress that enough. No one throwing to him. Like, if this kid had a quarterback, he could have dropped 70 receptions. He could have dropped 1,000 yards, and he could have had five or six touchdowns, right? He, he could have probably surpassed T. Higgins' stats. Um, he wouldn't have reached—he he would have had a better rookie year than C.D. Lamb statistically, or, or damn close to it. Jerry Judy is low-key underrated. He's a good buy-low. Um, I know Cortland Sutton is, and I think of Cortland Sutton as the one. I think of him as the alpha. I think Cortland Sutton is better. I just really like Jerry Judy too, okay? Like, like Jerry Judy is way... Well, I have Jerry Judy a lot higher than I have Chase Claypool or like like LaVisca Chanel or Henry Ruggs or Jalen Rager, obviously, right? But like the only negative things I have about Jerry Judy is Cortland Sutton being ahead of him, which I don't even hate, and... Like, again, this is, it kind of limits his upside, his ceiling, right? But his floor, I think his floor is just fine. Getting Teddy Bridgewater is oddly good, right? Not that Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, 
but he's a hell of a lot better than Drew Locke is. Um, last year, he had an uncatchable target percentage of 62.8 off of 71 targets. Like, that is so bad, man. That's not on Jerry Judy, right? You, you can't blame Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy has a real, real possibility of being a very late wide receiver, too. Um, I think he could finish anywhere from, like, wide receiver 22 to 28. That, that's where I expect, That's where I have him right now in my rankings. But remember... He, well, he was receiver 47 this year as a rookie, right? And, and I do expect him to make that leap, right? He, he's going to crack 1,000 yards next year. He's going to probably crack 70 receptions. He's going to get a hell of a lot more targets with Teddy. And he's going to get positive touchdown uh, reg- progression, right? That's that's inevitable. That is going to happen. Jerry Judy is a good buy low. Just remember that. He is a good buy low. He's a good football player, and he's going to keep finding his way on the field. His Just like Deontay, Jerry Judy... They, their hands will get a lot better this year. They will not drop nearly as many balls. They got all offseason to practice, man. And, and that's like their only thing that they both need to work on. And they're both going to get it done, man. They're both going to be good this year. Like, forget what you heard. I don't care what anybody says. Deontay Johnson and Jerry Judy are so much better than what Consensus thinks. Consensus is a bunch of robots. They're dumb, dude. Fade what they say. Fade Consensus. Next up, we're talking Henry Ruggs. You want to talk about someone to fade? Henry Ruggs. I'll tell you what, man. I don't know who is who it's gonna be. It might be Henry Ruggs. It might be Brian Edwards. It might be uh, Hunter Renfro. I, I'm joking. I don't know who it's gonna be, but there's gonna be someone on the Raiders this year, one wide receiver, that takes that leap forward. Literally, not not, not because one of them is good, but because one of them just simply will due to the fact that Derek Carr will throw for right around four thousand passing yards. Right? Figure Waller's gonna get his. Okay, let's say that's around 1,000, right? And then you got 3,000 more yards. Who's that going to go to? It's going to go to someone. It's going to go to one of these guys. I think Henry Ruggs is actually uh, pretty bad at football. Um, I'm not a Brian Edwards guy by any means. But with that being said, he absolutely could be the man. It could be Henry Ruggs. I don't know. But guess what? You got a 50-50 shot, so you better figure out who you're going to take. Uh, you probably have a pretty good idea after I'm done with with this segment because I'm talking Henry Ruggs, and right after I'm talking Brian Edwards, all right? All right, Henry Ruggs, the good and the bad. Um, We're going to start with the bad. Most of his season was very, very bad. This kid's six foot, right? Good, check. 190 pounds, that's fine, check. Going to year two from Alabama. Love, love that he's from a big school, but he stunk as a rookie, right? Of course, everybody knows... He had one of the greatest 40 times ever. But with that being said, that did nothing for him this year, right? He caught a, a handful of deep balls. That was it, dude. He uh, Las Vegas wide receiver, Henry Ruggs, right? His first, he, he was the first receiver taken in last year's stacked class. And I mean stacked, right? So the expectations are very high for him. And, of course, he disappointed everyone. Um, he wasn't, like, look... Look, 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 look. It's okay to admit that the 12th overall pick stunk as a rookie, right? He looks like a bust. He might be a bust. We don't know. Um, he dealt with, a th- like, a th- it was a thigh injury. Um, he had 26 catches, 452 yards, and that was 14th and 11th, respectively, amongst the uh, rookie wideouts, right? With with at least 25 receptions. Um that's horrible, dude. That is so bad. Uh, I don't. I don't know who's gonna. Like, it's hard to gain any 
any type of faith in Henry Ruggs moving forward. Look, you can make a strong argument that I want to buy Henry Ruggs now as a as a super super buy low, right? And look, if you want to, that's smart, that's logical, rational. Buy low, sell high. I get it. Going into year two, receivers take time, man. Like, look, I'm not just here to rip on Henry Ruggs. Receivers take time to break out. You're not gonna have the Justin Jefferson type of year that. That, that, that just happened. Like, it doesn't happen, man. It doesn't happen. It's so rare that it happens, okay? So, like, I'm going to kind of chill out on Henry Ruggs a little bit. I'm going to back off. I'm going to let him do his thing. He was receiver 95 last year. Whatever. We're going to throw it away. We're not going to call him the Kill Harry 2.0 just yet or J.J. or Sega Whiteside, right? He's got the draft cap that we love. I like the landing spot. Derek Carr's fine. He's serviceable. He'll throw for 4,000 passing yards. That's all good, right? Everything I just mentioned, that's good. Draft cap's important. He's got the size. Check, check. Quarterback's good enough to support him in fantasy. Check. Uh, I like the landing spot, Las Vegas. They don't have a dominant alpha wide receiver. Check. Um, yeah, there's there's so much to like about Henry Ruggs. The only thing you don't like about him is that he's done nothing. He's got no production, right? He's got every—he try checks almost every damn box except for his production. And, of course, production is the number one most important box. Um, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about Henry Ruggs. Like, he was, bleh, he, like, he kind of stunk the entire year. He got, like, semi-hot at one point, like, week five through week 13. He was, he was better, but, like, dude, he had so many dud weeks. Like, he had a six-point week in between there, 2.1.2.7, 2.7, like, 4.8, like, 0.7, like, Dude, he was very, very hit or miss, boomer bust type player. Uh, he'd be, he'd be interesting in best ball, that's for sure. But, but we're gonna talk about his teammate right now, is Brian Edwards, twenty two years old, six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds, great, great size. Going into year two, his rookie year, we're talking about the bad right now, all right? His rookie year was terrible. He had, <laughs> he never had more than two, two. Uh, I'm sorry, he had one game where he had more than two targets. And that game, he had three targets. All right, listen up to what I'm about to tell you. Remember these numbers. Um, 11 receptions, 193 yards, one touchdown. That was Brian Edwards' entire rookie year. Um, This is week one. The first game that Anquan Bolden had ever played, he had 10 receptions, 217 yards, and two touchdowns. Okay, so that tells you a little bit about Brian Edwards' rookie campaign it was worthless all right it was even worse than Henry Ruggs that's how bad it was but there's actually a lot to like about this kid again I want to be positive 22 years old 6'3 215 going to year two I love the size great size even better than Henry Ruggs' size he's he's got good speed I know everybody freaked out about his bicep picture right dude's jacked all right good for you Henry uh Brian Edwards yeah you're in great shape buddy Guess what? You're also on a great roster. I I shouldn't say roster. Great landing spot for fantasy purposes. I like that because I just mentioned it. I like because Derek Carr will support someone. He can throw for over four thousand passing yards, and there's going to be one receiver to do it. But we don't know who it's going to be. Brian Edwards checks every box. The only box he doesn't check, just like Henry Ruggs, is production. He has no production at all. He has size. He has a landing spot, serviceable, serviceable quarterback, but he has no production, okay? And like, hey, yeah, draft cap matters. I know, I know. Henry Ruggs was clearly drafted way before him. He was 12th overall, and Brian Edwards fell to them much later in the draft. But 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, Brian Edwards is right there. He's not far off, I'll tell you that. Uh, if I had to take one of these two wide receivers, I would probably... Dude, like, my gut tells me Brian Edwards. I don't know what it is. My gut is just telling me Brian Edwards is safer. Like, when, when, when I use the word safe, I think of Brian Edwards, which which makes no sense. They have no correlation because he just had the worst rookie campaign ever. I just... I, I shouldn't say... That I think of Brian Edwards with safe, I just think of him as safer. I don't think of Henry Ruggs and safe in the same sentence. I think of that as the furthest thing from one another. I just, I'm, like, I'm scared of Henry Ruggs, man. Because, yeah, you're going to have your games where he's two receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. But then again, you're going to have those games where he's, you know, one reception for 25 yards and no touchdowns, right? Like, you're going to get those games where if he's not falling in the end zone or catching the deep ball, He's doing nothing because he's not a possession type of receiver. He's he's pretty bad for PPR. And, and, like I don't ever expect him to get peppered with targets. Henry Ruggs, that is. I, I feel like Brian Edwards is going to lead him in targets next year in receptions. Um, Brian Edwards could even lead in touchdowns too, man. Um, the the yards is a different story. I don't know, but but I like low key. I think Brian Edwards might be safer than Henry Ruggs. That's where I'm at right now. We still got a handful more of guys. Next up is Chase Claypool. This is a guy, like, I don't even want to say that I missed on because he was a lot better than I thought he was going to be as a rookie. But I'm still not sold on Chase Claypool, right? I want to talk about the bad first before we get to the good, right? And I got a lot of good to say about Chase Claypool, right? A lot. Um, The bad about Chase Claypool is, you know, you got an older Big Ben, obvious. Everybody knows that, all right? Look, Big Big Ben is still fine, though. He's better than people think. Big Ben is, like... A lot better, a lot better than uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and people don't realize it, right? I don't even, I don't even look at them as in the same tier because Big Ben is so much better. Big Ben will still throw for four thousand yards, something that Ryan Fitzpatrick has never done once. Big Ben will still throw for well over twenty-five touchdown passes, something that Ryan Fitzpatrick has done one time in his career. So miss me with that garbage, right? Chase Claypool. Having big big Ben to throw to him is is actually okay, right? With that being said, um, we're t- we're talking about the bad batch Chase Claypool. Um, we have Juju and Deontay, right? I don't think a whole lot of Juju. I think Juju is he's gonna be off the team in a year, right? I was bummed that he signed with them, man. Like like, dude, why did you come back, Juju? You could literally have signed in Kansas City and been the clear wide receiver two there. He would have been above Michael Hardman, right? under Tyreek Hill, and everybody would have been happy. Chase Claypool would have got a huge, a huge bump. But no, Juju comes back, and he's going to be annoying, right? He's going to get a lot of targets still. He's going to get a lot of receptions. Um, I, I shouldn't even say a lot. Like he, He's going to get more than you want, right, uh, if you're a Claypool or Deontay owner. But with that being said, dude, D- this offense is going to run through Najee and you're going to see the leader in targets will 100% be Deontay, right? Deontay is going to get an outrageous amount of targets like he did last year. Um, Dude, this year he'll probably get over 140 targets. Deontay is just the man in Pittsburgh. Everybody knows it. And there's a tear gap between Deontay and Claypool. Claypool, as a rookie, first off, first off, that's the only negative thing I have to say about him, right? That is the only thing that's really negative about Claypool is that he's got an alpha, he's got a stud wide receiver in front of him in Deontay Johnson, right? And Juju's annoying, right? The positive about Chase Claypool, the the good about Chase Claypool is this kid out of Notre Dame 
truly was was a very good wide receiver in his first year. Right, 22 years old, 6'4", 227. That's all awesome. Everything about that is great. He was wide receiver 24 in PPR. That means he was the last receiver to as a rookie. That's good. I actually think he's going to be worse next year, though. I think he'll be like receiver... 24 to 30 range. That's where I have him. Um, but he had, I mean, he had a one outrageous game. He had a 43-point game, a four-touchdown game against Philly. That was stupid in week five, right? That was his fourth NFL game. They had a bye week four. Um, but Chase Claypool is, is, you know, he got cool at the end of the year, but he had so many good weeks, man. He had so many good weeks. He had a 21-point game. He had an 18-point game, a 43-point game, 17.8. 15, 15.9, like, the good weeks were there, right? They absolutely were. But dude had uh, 109 targets as a rookie, 62 receptions, 873 yards, and 9 touchdowns. Every number there that I just said is good, right? Every single number. This is a guy that would be, you know, it would be awesome to have him on your bench. But if you're going to start him every week, it's, like, I don't feel safe about it yet. Like, he has not, Chase Claypool has not earned my trust just yet, right? He hasn't. He hasn't told me that, you know, he is a consistent starter with a very, very safe floor, right? He's, I don't want to say he's boomer bust because I don't, I don't look at Chase Claypool as boomer bust, but like, I will say I think he's borderline touchdown dependent so far. It, like, you know, if he's not scoring, he's, he's probably not putting a stupid game up for you in fantasy. He's like, that's just Chase Claypool. I don't, I don't look at him as, as getting all those targets. You know, Juju is going to get a lot of, uh, a lot of targets, but, but Deontay is going to get a hell of a lot more targets, right? And there's only one, you know, there's there's only one football, there, and there's so many mouths to feed. Like, that's the biggest issue with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is there's so many mouths to feed, and there's one football. So Najee's just not any guy either, by the way. Najee's going to be top 12 running back this year in fantasy. Just not, Najee's going to be so good. He's going to get so much volume. So I'm a little worried about Claypool moving forward this year, but I, I think... I think he regresses a little bit, but he still, you know, is the re- second option there. I think he, I think he actually could pass Juju. Um, I, I think it's going to be close. So that's kind of where I'm at with Chase Claypool, right? I'm definitely down on him. Sorry, I don't know what people wanted here, but that's how I feel about Chase Claypool, right? I'm, I'm down on him, man. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sold. All right, do it again, Chase. All right, good rookie year. I want to see you do it again. How about that? That's where I'm at. So I got six more wide receivers I'm going to touch on, but I'm going to go through these guys like really quick, right? These are guys I think a lot less of, and I don't. I think they're worth rostering, of course, but but but, but I'm like a lot lower on them. Uh, next one up is Gabriel Davis, 22 years old, 6'3", 213 pounds, wide receiver, 57 during his rookie campaign. Uh, he had 62 targets, but 35 receptions and 599 yards. He had seven touchdowns, right? Seven touchdowns, very, very good number, right? Justin Jefferson had seven touchdowns. Um, here's the good about Gabriel Davis. He has Josh Allen, and there's no clear wide receiving uh, WR2 over in Buffalo. There's no clear option, right? Their run game sucks. So there's a lot that makes sense for Gabriel Davis, right? Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis. There's a lot that makes sense. They're going to be, Buffalo's going to be very one-dimensional because Zach Moss sucks, Devin Singletary sucks. Um, so what what does that mean? That means that Buffalo is likely going to be throwing a ton next year. Stephon Diggs is going to get a stupid amount of targets. Who's up next? Probably Gabriel Davis, right? Dawson Knox did nothing last year. Nobody did anything. I, I look, Cole Beasley, sorry. Got to give respect Cole Beasley, right? He actually did ball out. But 
that being said, who's the next man up? It would absolutely be UFC's wide receiver, Gabriel Davis, or UCF. What did I say? UFC? UCF. University of Central Florida. Sorry. Uh, Gabriel Davis, I didn't like... I wasn't crazy about this kid coming out. It's more of like, I don't like his talent. I like his size, and I like his landing spot, right? And I like his quarterback. So he... He checks all those boxes. Again, like his production is not a box that I'm checking because 35 receptions for 599, like that's that's not a that's not a horrible rookie year, but it's definitely not a good rookie year, okay? Um 62 targets. Again, like look, it's his rookie it's his rookie year, you know. Whatever. We're going to throw it away, hope the production goes up. But the good thing about Gabriel Davis is good landing spot, good 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 quarterback. And there's no receiver two there. And their running game is bad. A lot makes sense for Gabriel Davis, right? If you have him, just go stash him, man. Why not? Like, he's a player that you want on your bench. And, hey, if he hits, guess what, dude? You just got a good you, – you, you just got that for free, all right? So we're moving on, talking Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, the pick before Justin Jefferson. Philly's front office, what are you doing? Uh, 92 is where he finished in PPR. What did Justin Jefferson finish as? He was like wide receiver seven or something. I, I don't even remember. It was whatever it was. Uh, Jalen Rager finishes wide receiver 92. He had 54 targets. That stinks. 31 receptions. That stinks. 396 yards. That stinks. One touchdown. Jalen Rager, you stink. Um, look, man, 22 years old, 5'11", 195 pounds, going into year two. Jalen Rager is what you call a bust so far, right? And I would be more comfortable with Jalen Rager if Philly did not draft a wide receiver, but they did. They drafted um, Sticks McGee, uh, Devonta Smith, because they were not comfortable with Jalen Rager, right? And that is kind of all I have to know about Jalen Rager's future. Like, I'm very, very, very worried about Jalen Rager. I don't think much of him. I didn't like Jalen Rager coming out. I was really low on him coming out, and... Here we are now. Is he's at best the two there, um, and I like look. Travis Fulgham could low key be the two there. I'm not saying Jalen Rager is absolutely the two, but I don't know, man. Jalen, uh, Jalen hurts so many Jalen's. Jalen hurts. I don't expect to to get even close to 4,000 passing yards this year, right? He's gonna be running a lot. I think his arms like high key booty. Uh, I think he can support one player, uh, and. Look, Dallas Goddard could definitely be the two, actually. That's another name. But Jalen Rager is just lower and lower and lower on the totem pole than people think. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. Like, he's, again, he's a year two wide receiver. Receivers take a while to break out sometimes. They take two, three, four years, right? They're not like running backs. But, again, if I have, a, if I have an open bench spot, I absolutely would like to roster him in Dynasty. Um, he's not someone I'm going to be drafting and redraft. I'll be considering looking at him uh, on the waiver wire if he's there. Uh, but but that's about it. Like I don't think Jalen Rager. I, I'm not saying he's toast. Like like Preston Williams, he's toast, right? Jalen Rager is not there just yet, but he's not terribly far off. Next bum wide receiver we're talking about is Michael Pittman Jr. This kid was. I'm a Colts fan, dude. This was such a bad pick. Uh, I was so bum coming out. I didn't like him coming out, and I still don't like him. He was. I don't mean it, guys. I don't mean to be negative. I'm just talking to like I just hyped up like six or I hyped up like eight wide receivers to start right just from one draft class. So now we're just talking about the bottom of the barrel. Michael Pittman, six four two twenty, awesome size, such good size. USC, good college production. 
comes to the Colts, who have Carson Wentz, right, who can throw for over 4,000 yards. That's a, that's a big check, right? I like that. Um, the Colts have a great defense. They have a great offensive line. The Colts are actually, like, solid all around. Um, so you think, like, all this makes sense for Michael Pittman. And they don't have a dominant number one. Like, T.Y. Hilton is, back, is older. T.Y. Hilton is, what is he, 31 years old, right? The Colts need that alpha. And Michael Pittman was drafted to be it. And he's just shown that he wasn't, right? He had every opportunity to break out as a rookie, and he didn't. He had 61 targets, which is horrible. 40 receptions is, like, dude, 40 receptions? That's all you could come up with when nobody was on the roster? You're fighting Zach Pascal and uh, Paris Campbell, who was literally gone all year. Um, I mean, like, what did Michael Pittman do his rookie year? Everybody was gone. T.Y. Hilton was hurt. Paris Campbell hurt. Uh, Zach Pascal was brutal. But that was it, dude. And it was like you could only come up with 40 receptions after that and just barely break 500 yards and had one touchdown. Like, I don't know, man. I, I hated this pick. <clears throat> what did he get drafted? Like 34th overall was the pick after T. Hick and the second pick in the second round. Ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't. I have very little faith that Michael Pittman's going to hit. I don't think – like Paris Campbell I think is complete toast too. I don't think that kid – I don't think that kid's going to hit. Um, I don't think the Colts have their one. I'll tell you who the Colts' one is this year, and you're not going to like it. It's going to be T.Y. Hilton, and it's going to be gross. Like, T.Y. Hilton's going to have, like, 800 yards this year and probably lead the Colts in every stat. Receptions, targets, yards, maybe even touchdowns with, like, six or five. I don't know, man. I don't know. People, uh, Carson Wentz is very polarizing. Some people like him, some people don't. But with that being said, uh, if you think that helps Michael Pittman, hey, there you go, but I don't know, man. I just think Pittman's toast. I, I don't think if if he had everything going his way rookie year and he still could barely crack 40 receptions and 500 yards, like, ah, oh, dude, that scares me. I wish he had, like, a Jerry Judy type of year where, you know, Judy had 52 catches and, like, 850-plus yards. It just, like, Judy had 350 more yards than him and Judy had Mark Ripien throwing to him. And remember, Cortland Sutton was gone, like, but this is my exact point, like very similar situation, not ideal quarterback throwing to him, and Judy still at 850 yards, whereas Pittman could barely break 500. Like that's a huge gap, man. Pittman, you stink. Uh, next up, we're talking. We got three more guys, right? Uh, let's talk about Lavisca Chanel, right? This is another player, very polarizing. He's getting a lot of hype, Lavisca Chanel, and rightfully so due to the fact that they just uh, the Jaguars just got um, Trevor Lawrence, right? First overall pick. LaVisca Chenault finished as receiver 45 his rookie year. 79 targets, that's okay. 58 receptions, that's a fair number. 600 yards is all right. Um, five touchdowns. His rookie year was not flashy. It wasn't bad. It definitely wasn't good. Like It was an all right rookie year, okay? It wasn't like, oh, God, this player's never going to hit. But it wasn't also like, a, oh, my God, this kid's primed to break out. You know, it was just like, okay, it's like, hey, I uh, I reached these bars. It's like you're going to Chili's. It's like, look, Chili's isn't the best place in the world. No, I'm just kidding. Chili's is actually the best place in the world. We're not going to use Chili's as an analogy. We're going to use some place like... Now, we can't use Applebee's because Applebee's also fire. Um, look, let's use a place like... Ah, nah, Chick-fil-A is fire. Guys, I, I need to think of a, like a restaurant that's just like okay, that you're like content with. Um, like Hooters, man. Like, look, Hooters is cool and all, but, like, their food's, like, not that great, right? It's just, like, yeah, I'll go to Hooters, but, like, I'm not, like, thrilled, right? So, like, 
Lavisca Chenault's just like, all right, you know, he's not, he's he's nothing. I I don't I don't get why people freak out over him. Like I admit, I'm a lot lower on Lavisca Chenault than uh, everybody else, right? Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. just got paid $15 million, had 115 targets and nine touchdowns last year. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be really annoying. He's going to get a lot of targets next year. Uh, or not a lot, but, like, he's still going to get a ton of targets, right? DJ Chark is not going to fade away. Man, he had almost, like, 1,100 yards just two years ago. And last year, his 16-game pace was right around 1,050 yards just below that, if he stayed healthy. Like it, it, it was it, DJ Chark wasn't like all that bad. He was just banged up, right? And then you got Lavisca Chanel and Etienne's gonna catch a ton of balls. But like what worried me most about uh, Lavisca, I don't know what Urban Meyer's doing. Urban Meyer himself, he just scares me for fantasy purposes. Purposes, man. Um. Oh boy, they were looking at Kadarius Tony. They were heartbroken. That's what he said. When they when they were not able to draft him, the Giants sniped him. Right, Kadarius Tony. I look at as like, you know, some a semi gadget player, and like I thought that Lavisca Chenault was arguably like that. And I I don't I don't know what Urban Meyer is thinking or what he's doing, but I think Jacksonville is going to be really really ugly this year in uh, for for fantasy purposes. I don't I actually think the Jaguars are going to have a very bad year too, and I love Trevor Lawrence, man. Like like last thing I'll say about LaVisca is that I think he falls out of, I don't think that he's a top 35 wide receiver this year. I don't see any way it's going to happen. There's just, I would put so much money on it. Um, even with Trevor Lawrence balling out, and I love that he gets paired up with Trevor Lawrence, right? LaVisca Chanel, good size, right? 6'2", 220, 22 years old. Great, great size. Check. Great quarterback. Check. Um, it's just really the other receiving options and ultimately how he's utilized and the volume. That that That's what scares me. All three variables I just mentioned. It's lack of volume that he'll get this year, like lack of targets. His two other relevant and decent receiving options. And the fact that they just invested first round draft cap on a running back, right? There's a lot of mouths to feed all of a sudden. And with all of that being said, I don't see LaVisca Chanel being a top 35 wide receiver this year. So draft him at your own risk. That's where I'm at, man. I'm I'm not a fan. I, I'm not. I'm sorry. Not being negative, fellas. Just that's that's what I think, man. You don't have to like every player. So that's where I'm at. You know, like you want me to just tell you guys that uh, everything is dandelions and rainbows and unicorns? Like, no, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to tell you the players that I like and the players that I don't like because I want to help you guys out. Uh, we have two wide receivers left. We're going to talk Denzel Mims and Darnell Mooney real quick. Denzel Mims, man, what a roller coaster ride this kid's been. Uh, people are losing their minds over Denzel Mims after a few decent rookie games and the fact that the Jets were likely going to land Trevor Lawrence. But you saw how that happened, man. Look, he played nine games as a rookie, Denzel Mims. He was PPR uh, receiver 105. 23 receptions, 357 yards, no touchdowns. So he was hurt in the beginning of the year. Um, the production, unfortunately, was not even close to being there. Their uh, quarterback situation, you know, you'd like to think that it just got better. Um, he's 6'3", 208. That's awesome, man. Check that. Check that off. Love the size. Uh, day two, or yeah, it was day two wide receiver from Baylor. This kid, like this kid's got talent. There's no doubt. But at the end of the day, what do you think Denzel Mims is gonna do with a rookie quarterback, especially when they just drafted uh, 
Elijah Moore, and they have uh, Corey Davis that they just signed. Um, and then apparently, like, Keelan Cole is balling out. Like, dude, Keelan Cole, what are you doing, dude? Get off the roster. Stop stop it. I, I don't know. A little worried about Denzel Mims. By a little, I mean, like, kind of a lot because I saw that he was practicing. Uh, he, he, he was... He was getting outperformed by Keelan Cole. That's what I read, right? And, like, Keelan Cole, dude. Keelan Cole, the old Jags wide receiver. I don't know. This Jets receiving core all of a sudden seems very, very, uh, just, like, there's a lot going on, man. There's no clear path to success. Uh, but one of these wide receivers have to be the alpha. I just don't know who it is. I don't like any of these options a whole lot. It could be Elijah Moore. It could be Denzel Mims. It could be Corey Davis, but I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Denzel Mims is a guy that's on my radar, but like he's a guy that I, I'm not drafting. Does that make sense? He, I will not be drafting him at all. I just he, he hasn't shown to me that he's worthy of a draft pick just yet. That, that's kind of where I'm at. But if you want to you know, stash him on your bench, look, I always support stashing these young players because if any of them hit, you just got him for dirt cheap or free. Last wide receiver talk about that we're getting out of here is Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, receiver 50 on the year, PPR format. He had almost 100 targets on the dot, 61 receptions, 631 yards, four touchdowns. Like, this kid's stats do not reflect what he's what he did as a rookie. He was so much better than that. Um, let's talk about the landing spot. I like the landing spot. Okay, besides Allen Robinson, like, this kid could, he's probably already the two there, man. He's better than Anthony Miller, um, Cole Komet, whatever. Uh, like, they don't have much in Chicago, right? Matt Nagy, you stink, buddy. I don't like Matt Nagy. Um, Darnell Mooney's size, right? 23 years old, 5'11", 172 pounds. Like his height's there. His weight is, is a little too thin for my liking, but, dude, that's fine. Like, he, he's going to put on more muscle. He's going to get bigger. He'll be just fine, okay? He's a burner. He is a burner. Who did he burn last year? It was, it was Jalen Ramsey like a handful of times, but he was overthrown, right? So nobody remembers it. Like this kid's stats could have been so much better. Uh, let's talk about the quarterback situation. They just got Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. I think that's a big upgrade. Obviously, big upgrade over Andy Dalton or Mitch Trubisky. Um, so I like that. Check, check his size. Check his weight. Check. Um, his production was okay. It was not good, but it was not bad. As a rookie, it was acceptable. Like LaVisca Chenault's, it was acceptable. Um, but I want him to take that leap forward, man. I, I don't think this kid's going to be like a wide receiver two next year. Like, I think Mooney will probably finish somewhere between like, like a late wide receiver three. That's where I have him, or early wide receiver four. And that's just because like there's a rookie quarterback throwing to him and A-Rob is going to feast in front of him. But... I don't know. I don't know. I like I like Mooney as a late stash. Once again, I don't mean to sound repetitive, but like I like the kid, man. I'll tell you what, Mooney and Justin Fields, that'd be a fun stack in best ball. But, fellas, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, that is going to wrap it up. Oh, boy. That was like an hour long, man. That was like 15 wide receivers we just talked about. That was a lot. A lot of year two wide receivers. Um, It's crazy. Like, that was just one draft class, too, man. And that's just the receivers, dude. That that class was outrageous. Like, I've always said, if I were to rebuild in Dynasty, man, it was was the year 2020. That was the year I wanted to rebuild, man. That's just 
the players, the depth, everything, man. There's so much talent in that draft class. One of the greatest draft classes probably <laughs> we'll ever see for fantasy purpose. But that's going to wrap it up, man. I will uh, figure out what we're going to talk about tomorrow, man. Uh, I don't know. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what y'all want to hear about. And uh, I'll talk about it, man, because I'm dropping episodes every day, releasing them at 5 in the morning. This is Fade Consensus Podcast. I appreciate all y'all, fellas. Uh, My name is Austin Abbott. I will see y'all tomorrow. All right. Peace.